Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. Uh, today I have a new guest for you and I'm really excited to introduce her. Her name is Cosmic Kayla and she is batshit passionate about helping others discover their divine will and purpose and embody their sovereignty through personal empowerment. She's been a spiritual life coach since 2009 and incorporates astrology, quantum physics, and cognitive chakra work into her private practice, which we're definitely going to get into the chakra work for you guys today. Kayla believes that in order to truly live an authentic life, we must be willing to come to our, come to know our cosmic blueprint and discover our mission and purpose, even and especially in the face of adversity. And um, Miss Kayla, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Nicole. You, you know, you are not a stranger to adversity. We've talked a lot. In fact, that's kind of how we met. It is. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was drawn to when I came across your page. I was like, oh my gosh, wait, we have so much in common. We came from the same community and now we're in a different community, but I know we see the world the same way. <laughs> so I, I know. And it turns out it was very similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, for me, it wasn't so much the spiritual community. It was more of my, um, my liberal-minded friends <laughs> And whether it was social media friends or like my actual real-time 3D friends. Um, But yeah, I experienced it from that place, but you experienced it from, gosh, the spiritual community. You experienced cancel culture in the spiritual community. I really did. And you know, the spiritual community that I came from, the new age community is very liberal. And I didn't realize that it was political when all of it was happening. And this year with everything coming to a head, I've gained so much clarity as to why I was canceled. (laughs) So, okay. So take us, take us through some of that because this is an important journey. And I think a lot of people experience this and I've seen it a lot in the spiritual community there. I mean, there's division everywhere, right? There's division everywhere, but, um, you know, it's, it's really interesting. So take us through how it all started, where you were, how you were accepted and then how you were like shunned. Yeah, absolutely. So I've, like you read in my bio, I've been a spiritual life coach since 2009 and it started locally and I had a local spiritual center and, you know, very, very supportive community. And in 2016, I learned about digital marketing and making a global impact and I was all about it. Right. So I, had a I quickly grew a group online on Facebook and I have always been one who I see a gift in you and I want to help you like bring it out and shine and share it with the planet and so this group was a foundation for people to try out sharing their gifts that perhaps they maybe have kind of kept quiet in the past and feel what it's like to feel supported and have people interested in what you have to share. And I was watching 
a lot of members of my community quit their jobs because so many people were coming to them for sessions and all. And it was amazing. And I started, some people started to approach me for business coaching because they wanted to monetize on their gifts, which I'm all about because I believe that we should get paid to do what we love so that we can make a greater impact and live in the world that we all, you know, wish to live in. And I found very quickly that as soon as they were given the responsibility to grow their own business and seek out their own following without being fed those, you know, clients or leads or whatever you want to call them, um, it just turned on me. Like I, I just started getting blocked and unfriended and all and it blew my mind because I didn't even realize anything was going on so I would reach out to members of my community what did I do how can I learn from this what did it, you know because I truly feel I I don't want to come across as a victim because I truly feel that we are here to learn and grow through every human experience that we have and I really, really wanted to know what I was doing that fell out of alignment with the flow that was happening in my group. And I wasn't getting an answer. I can't even tell you how many messages I sent out. What did I do? What did I do? And I, they would read them and I'd get left on red. And finally, one person responded to me and she told me that my ableism is toxic. And I yeah, can we can we just can we just stop for a second? Because when you first told me, I'm like, what's ableism? <laughs> I had to Google ableism. And ableism is somebody who um discriminates in favor of able-bodied people. I mean, I had I to just you know for so long, Nicole. Like, oh. how how, right? So this is what I learned through the whole experience is with sovereignty, with freedom comes so much personal responsibility and people aren't ready to take personal. Well, I don't want to say everybody, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of people just truly aren't ready to take personal responsibility um, for their actions and their consequences. And um, for whatever reason, you know, and I'm not here to judge, but I, I do invite people to look at where they're pointing fingers because you're giving your power away and you are holding back such an empowering lesson when you blame somebody else for something. Right. And so. Absolutely. Ask me another question. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So question as to like how I got canceled. I'm still kind of figuring it out, but I just have found that being on Twitter and seeing, all, I just got off of Facebook and Instagram and I got on Twitter and seeing the support and seeing how everybody just wants to see people do better and they want, you know, where we go, when we go all. And I never felt the support in the um, spiritual liberal community. I always felt that it was competitive. It was one-upping. It was proving who knows more, who has had a more traumatic experience, who it's always like just comparing and competing. And I worked so hard to create a community where it was a level playing field and to show everybody we each have a purpose, right? And um, 
I, it just wasn't a resonance with that. That is so true. There's so much ego in the spiritual community as well. You know, the spiritual community just doesn't get exempt from ego just because, you know, you say you're spiritual (laughs) and, um, and and then I got my ego, you got your ego. We all got our ego. Right. Um, but to not even take notice or have the awareness of when you are stepping into ego or working from the ego more than a place of humble servitude to humanity. Um, the definitely there's, there's a section of our community that needs to, uh, take a piece, a slice of humble pie for sure. And that it's so true that, um, that idea of, uh, what you, what you were saying about, always wanting to be more traumatized. Like I, we see this right now in society. It's like, who can be the bigger victim? Because yeah. was it Kate, the Kate awakening when she was on my other channel, she's like, we're using victimhood as a currency. That's so well said. You know, and it's like, we've turned it into a currency now. And so like the more abundant you are in your victimhood status, like I don't know, somehow like you reach the top tier of society and it's like, we're, I don't. And so I feel that a trauma bond happens when you find other wounded souls who kind of share similar experience or similar wounds. It's like you build a bond, right? And then when one person grows and expands and that other person doesn't, there's a lot of gaslighting that happens. And Ah. there was a point where you know, I just had a local community and you can have a very booming local business. And when you go online, nobody knows you. So it was a brand new business, right? So it was a level playing field. And I did a couple program launches and I had a couple bigger names and, you know, I did really well. And that is when all of like, they kind of started to fall away. And, and I I giggled at first, because I'm like, Oh, my God, another one, like, wait, what's going on? And I had people kind of watching it happen with me. And then it became very real. And it started to really pull on my heartstrings, because I'm like, I'm, this is totally coming from a good place. I'm trying to support everybody. What, you know, and I just don't talk about this because I don't want to come across as a victim. I really feel that I've learned a lot. Um, I've learned how important it is. Let's talk about the root chakra, right? I've learned how important it is to surround ourselves with people who do want to see the best for you and do want to support you when you trip and fall and hold your hand as you get back up and remind you of who you are. And um, when we find ourselves starting to hold our voice back and question how something we're going to say is going to land, we aren't surrounded by our true tribe, right? Mm -hmm. And that that's going to weaken our root chakra, which will in turn weaken the rest of our energetic system. And yeah, very well said. What were some of the, um, the things that were said to you or happened or you, things you were accused of that were very damaging to your root chakra that came from people who you thought were like your ride or die? Yeah. Um, I, it was very passive, uh, to this day, to this day, other than that girl who told me my ableism is toxic, not one person has directly confronted me, which is really sad. Um, but 
things that passively were said is I would have like a, I was doing three hour really intensive creative marketing plans with people. Um, because it's important that you stand out in your niche, right? Or else you're just going to blend in. And so I really love to find what makes you unique and how can we express that so that people can really sense who you are. And people would then turn, I had two or three people do this. After those sessions, they would then go on their Facebook and just start posting about how dirty marketing is and how um, manipulative marketing is. And I knew it was so obvious that it was like indirectly directed at me or what we had just gotten because I'm like, that is an excuse for holding yourself back because any business that you support, you only know about them because they marketed them themselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how can a business succeed without marketing themselves? And so it's just about putting yourself out there that they didn't have the tools for. And so that was the missing link, was that self-worth, that, that empowered sense of confidence. So yes, we all have an ego, but that ego can like provide a soul level confidence. It doesn't have to be narcissistic to go out and share your gifts. And I think that is kind of where it gets blurred. Yeah, that's, that's, an, I, I'm a total believer in, in all of that as well. I think that uh, marketing is a tool that is necessary. How you choose to market yourself is your choice. There are multiple ways that you can do it. Um, and it kind of just goes hand in hand also with the spiritual communities hang up with money and um wanting wanting things that are supposed to help humanity for free and not realizing that um a <laughs> we don't live in that system right now of exactly we live right. in the monetary system okay we're not in the utopia yet <laughs> uh and and furthermore if you're going to be spending your money it should be on services and products that benefit humanity why spend it on shit that's just there for the 3D purposes of materialism, which a lot of people don't have any problem with because you're programmed, but there's like a hang up here. And um, I see, you know, people getting attacked all the time for like how much they charge for their services or, you know, like um, all of that stuff. And I just find it so sad to see that people are using their own devalued worth and sense of self-worth to project it onto other people who are finally in service to humanity, offering services that make a difference in this world and beating them down because of they don't agree with their price. Well, then don't work with that person. Work with someone else who does have a price you, you, you like. You know, it's, it's that simple. You, that's why we call it a free market. The market gets to choose. <laughs> you know? right? And I worked for about eight years. I had a full-time job and simultaneously was growing my business. And it takes a lot to breathe life into two different businesses or, you know, a job and a business. And there were times where I'd come home from work and literally stare at a wall and realize like, I've been staring at a wall. I am so exhausted and that doesn't serve anybody. Mm -hmm. So if you can work your way towards living a life where every day you wake up and you are aligned with your divine will and purpose, and you are in return receiving an energetic exchange that happens to be money so that you can then turn around and pay your bills and support yourself in this 3D reality that we live in. It's like, there's this, I don't know, 
how can you judge somebody who has done the work to know yes i have something to offer and i will work towards creating this um, structure to where i can help people while helping my own need. it to judge that is um that's an opportunity to look inward and see where you're you're not doing the same for yourself because i'll tell you when i see somebody successful they inspire the fuck out of me <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i don't get jealous i'm like okay show me your ways so that just goes to show like where you're disempowering yourself and where you're feeling empowered, you know, like if you're yeah. happy for someone, that's a good sign. And if you're jealous of someone, it's just an opportunity to do some inner work. And, and to be clear, because I think you wanted to bring this up and I think it's important to say it is that when you share your story of trauma, that isn't a bad thing. It, that's an opportunity for you to get vulnerable, to be honest, and to share your truth. But when you sit in it like it happened to you, um, you know, like just because you got dealt a hard hand or, you know, you, I don't know, your karma is bad or um, just other people are more fortunate than you and you take that victim mentality, there's a difference there's a difference between sharing your story from a place that is actually empowering because you're bringing light to it, you're bringing truth to it, and you're sharing it from a place of deep-seated honesty and wanting to heal. There are some people who share their traumas with no intention of wanting to heal because they want it to define themselves. It's like that victimhood status of like, as long as I stay here, I'll be on the high tier of the victimhood um, platform and people will just feel sorry for me and I'll get attention that way. That way. And that's a lot of where it is. People just want to be noticed and seen and they use it. It's actually a form of emotional manipulation. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, in, in my group, that first group that I had in Facebook, um, I, I did bedhead coffee chats a lot. And so I would just go on live and I would just share whatever, you know, stream of consciousness I had that morning. And I shared some really vulnerable stories. You know, I've experienced some trauma and I've done a lot of work to move through it. And I don't believe that we identify with what we've been through. I believe that what we've been through has helped create who we are today and we get to choose who we are moving forward, right? And through my sharing, other people felt safe sharing their stories, opening up. However, the difference was I noticed they would share their vulnerable stories looking for <clears throat> you know, coddling or whatever. And it wasn't from a vibration of what did I learn? How did I grow? It was coming from a, oh my gosh, me too. Oh, but I went through that. And it just became this really heavy energy. And, um, and I didn't really enjoy it anymore because it was just very disempowering. So that's when I moved to work with more business owners, like, okay, well, the more empowered population are the people who own businesses. Right. And anytime you scale your business, they say new level, new devil, you're going to be looking at all of your insecurities all over again right and so that's so true new level new devil like right? i actually experienced well i mean you i experienced that on my youtube channel when i went through a big growth spurt last year um the beginning of 2019 
And all of a sudden I was getting all these trolls and I was like, I was like, whoa, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. And in all honesty, that's where I'm at. You know, I, after all of this experience, I took a powder from social media. I took a year off and I just had to re-get to know who I am. My pendulum was really out of balance. My whole life was social media. That group was my everything. And so my pendulum had to swing all the way back to who am I like in this physical life, like off the phone or off the computer. Right. And, um, I became involved in my local community more. And I, I actually like had a phobia of even going on social media. So I had to bring my pendulum back to center and find this neutral place of how can I not lose myself in my work through my passion? Because I do believe that we have codependency is very systemic in our culture and it's programmed. It's programmed into us. So programmed. And you know, if you look at it generationally, just very loosely, you look at like the Great Depression, right? Um, they, a lot of them turned like alcoholics, right? And then their children were the boomers. And that was a very, I don't like to say narcissistic generation, but I, they, they act out of narcissistic wounding behavior, right? And so those are like our parents. And here we are like codependent because we're not wanting to make our narcissistic parents upset, but we're wanting to find our own individuality, right? And I'm speaking for myself, but I've shared this enough to know that I'm not alone in this. And then the generations after us are like, you know, they the world is um, very interesting with Gen Z, right? And so it's just in order for us to truly find, come into alignment together and, you know, the power is in the people. We have to truly let go of what do they think? What, how are they going to accept me? What, you know what I'm saying? We give so much of our energy away to caring what other people think and how they're going to receive us that we don't even know who we are at the end of the day. Get an astrology reading, get a human design reading, like go do a Kundalini class and see where in your body you feel tension and just want to cry. Get to know who you are when other people aren't around and start to live your life from that place, you know? And it's going to piss some people off who are stuck in that program of codependent, caring what other people think, because you're demonstrating freedom and freedom pisses people off who are stuck in the matrix. Yeah. Because on a cellular level, not conscious, but on a, you know, deep down, they know they're not free. And all you have to do is look at like someone who's married to their job or stuck in a routine that is never ending. And you know, like that's, that's the matrix. That's how, there's a reason why so many people are still asleep because they're so caught up in a routine that's never ending, that they'd never have time to rest, to take time out for themselves, to do research, to question things, to see things in a new perspective. It's exhausting the matrix. And so when you come out like shiny bread and you're like, I'm living my life and I've got my own schedule and I take vacation when I want. And, um, you know, like whatever that is, if 
a lot of people do get, I've, I've experienced it. My goodness. Um, I have a family member, uh, and I won't say exactly who it is because I don't want to, I don't want to out the person or anything like that, but I have a family member who's had deep seated resentment towards me for pretty much like, since I can remember my, almost my entire life. And, um, and it's because this person chooses to constantly be the victim and I've never seen myself as a victim. Uh, and it's interesting because like my dad always taught me to like, if there's something you want, you go out and get it. You're perfectly capable. You have two hands, you have a mind, <laughs> like go make something work. And, um, you know, like I've, always been supported in that. And it's just so interesting to see the difference of like how, because I chose to, you know, at 16, I, I chose to live in Switzerland for three months on an exchange program. And I got to live in Europe for three months at the age of 16 and travel and um, do all these things that at, a, at 16 and say Canada or the US would be like, whoa, like you can't do that alone. You need an adult with you. And I was, you know, I, I had that independence at such a young age. And then I decided that, well, I want to move down to the Cayman Islands and live on a, um, live on a beach for a while because Canada blows in the winter. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, you know, like, and I was so happy down there and it was the best move for me at the time. And, you know, I was living, I, for me, I was living the life. Now, it didn't mean I didn't have trauma. I didn't have my shadow work. I went through deep shadow work on that island. But it's like, I felt... And then I remember I came into a lot of money because I sold my condo just before the market crashed in 2008. And I was literally a week before it was so, I couldn't have asked for better timing. And I, that money allowed me to pay off all my debt and allowed me to travel for a year and just live life the way I'd never been able to live life before. And, um, I got so much resentment for that. Like I, uh, the person looked at me like, I was a bad person because I now had money and I was, I was traveling and, and following my heart. And it's just, it's so incomprehensible to, I guess, those of us who look at life as an opportunity to succeed in and make it what you want, as opposed to someone who just feels like they got the short end of the, end of the stick. Absolutely. And that's where it ended up getting political, you know, at the very beginning, I was like, I didn't even realize this was political. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a conservative family and I just, I use air quotes because just the word conservative, I still am working through like a cellular trigger to that word because I mean, it's deep that conservatives are, you know, selfish, bigots, racist, like gun lovers, like, yes, all of the things, violent. Okay, who's the violent one? Yeah, um, right. I think we can see that right now. Yeah. And when Trump first came in office, I've always been one who, if something's a headline, a mainstream headline, I just automatically know I should probably believe the opposite. Like, I've just always kind of felt that. So when he first came into office, I never was into politics, but I saw, you know, the uproar. I'm like, well, yeah, we have a re reality TV star in, as our president, which is kind of weird because I didn't know anything about his policies or anything. Um, but the good news is, look at everything he's bringing up for us. Like now we can see who's, you know, all the narcissism, all the codependency, all the everything, all the shadow. 
has come up since he has come into office. And it's so interesting because in the love and light new age community or ideology, if it's not positive, then you're like, if you're thinking a negative thought, oh God, you're going to attract that into your life. So you better shift it to a positive affirmation. What they're doing is they're not prepping you with tools to handle what happens in this reality of duality when something comes up that you're not in resonance with, right? So if we truly have embodied confidence, if something comes up that we don't agree with, we can see it for what it is, have an objective perspective, right? And we don't really have to defend our truth. There's nothing to defend because it's just our truth, right? But it takes a lot to get there. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that he is providing that opportunity for everybody. And I do believe that now I'm seeing that as part of his agenda is for us to even see how our state leaders, you know, what their agendas are. Everybody's exposing themselves right now, whether they like it or not. And so we get to choose what we want to work on, what we want to shift, what we love about ourselves and want to, you know, hold on to there. He is our greatest teacher right now. He is like, <laughs> I completely agree. He's the ultimate trigger, <laughs> you know, oh, like God. on a global level, if you could ever think of one trigger, it would be Trump, <laughs> you know, like that's just, it's, it's incredible. And I think that it's good for all of us. I think, I think he triggers all of us in ways that even those who support him don't even realize how much he's helping to trigger you in ways that help you go into your own shadow work and heal. And that's the other thing too, is that, you know, with the spiritual, you said something really important there that is so true. The spiritual community or parts of it, the spiritual community, because um, I, I, it's really hard for me now. I don't, uh, I almost don't even see it anymore because I've just found so many incredible um, people out there speaking about the importance of your shadow work and going into the darkness and not being afraid and taking your light and letting it be the flashlight to show you what you need to heal. Yes. But that's like, what love and light is, is illuminating the darkness and loving it anyway for its lessons it's teaching you. Yeah. Like what do you want to just do? Be a bright light in a bright room already? Like, come on. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> what happens? What happens when all these bright lights come into a bright room? You all blind each other. You're all blind, yeah. You're all blinding light now. Like, that's it. Like, it's no different than the absolute darkest dark. Um, yeah, and so you've got you've to take your light and you've got to shine it into the darkness. And you're right. A lot of people aren't given the tools on how to handle that. How do you handle adversity? Because, oh, you can't just be love and light and not know that your life here on earth is meant to face adversities to challenge you so that you can grow. Like, that's the whole point. Earth is like earth is the wild, wild west. It's, it's no, it's no walk in the park. It's no joke. So like when you're here, like you better be ready to face serious adversity and consequences to whatever way you're going to react to it because everything's cause and effect. And you've got to be, um, you've got to be ready to accept whatever path you're going to choose forward. And how do you handle that? Yeah. So I would love to, transition right now into something that's really empowering for people who are listening because everyone's going through this right now. And 
you mentioned before when we were talking pre-show about how to move through the chakras and heal using the chakra system to help you align with your truth and your own sovereignty. How do you know you're sovereign by working through your chakra system? So can you take everyone through that? Yeah, absolutely. So starting with the root chakra, which we've kind of been talking about, um, our root chakra is how supported we are. So when you are gardening, you know, you're not going to get a thriving plant unless those roots are deep down and, you know, feel really supported in the earth, right? And so we're very similar. We have to feel like our financial needs are met, our basic living needs are met, that we feel safe, um, connected with other people. So I've lost my very, very, very best friends um, because I support Trump. And um, there hasn't even been a real conversation about it. It's just an assumption they saw on social media that I posted something that wasn't negative about Trump. So now they've chosen to never talk to me again. And that right there will just wipe out a first chakra because that was your support system that was just pulled out from underneath you. So earlier you had asked me, what was one thing that really shook my root chakra? And that was probably the mo the deepest. Um, and so how I found that I could really repair that so that I could not completely lose myself and we'll go up the entire energetic system, but this root is so foundational. Um, I, if you find that you are surrounded by people that you have to hold yourself back from, and there's a piece of you that like wants to stand for something, wants to say something, wants to do something, but you just don't feel that support, then what I invite you to do is just in meditation, in some quiet space that you have, go back to your childhood is back as, as far as you can remember, and you might have to do this a couple times to really bring up a memory, but go back and really discover where was the first time that you held yourself back? When was the first time someone told you, that's not okay to say, you know, when did you first feel shut down in this area of your life? And if you can reconnect with that inner child part of you, and as your adult self say, okay, I, you know, you can kind of reconcile that moment in time where you, um, where a part of your soul fractured, you can bring that back into integration. And that way your frequency will start to attract people who do support you. Does that make sense? Because everything's yeah. a resonance or a dissonance, everything. Yeah. So if we can just look at life objectively, it's like, where are we resonating? Where, what's the distance? So starting with the people, the people, because if you're alone, guess what happens is your next chakra, your creativity, our second chakra is like our sexuality, our creativity. How creative do you truly feel when you don't feel anyone around you supports you? your creativity shut off, right? So let's go with, you have just that one friend that you can just be completely yourself with, right? 
So let's use them as an archetype for the tribe that you are intending to attract to you. So with that one person that you just feel fully safe, fully secure, fully supported, now your second chakra is that creativity. All these ideas can come through. And now you can ask yourself, are the choices that I'm making in life bringing me closer to creating this into my reality? Or am I making choices that are keeping me further away from bringing this creation into physical reality, right? And I can tell you what will help you make choices to come closer to bringing that into reality is working on your third chakra, which is your confidence. Who are you? Who are you? Would you even know how to answer that question if somebody didn't tell, you know what I'm saying? So this is why I think astrology is so important because we each have a cosmic blueprint that we came into this life with. We each have a message. We each have a purpose. We each have a mission. And so when we're surrounded by people who love us and want to see the best for us and they, you know, hold space for us to um, process our ideas, when we have a confidence and we know who we are, we can lock into alignment with that creativity and we become a true resonance with it. And our fourth chakra is our heart. So this is self-love. These are boundaries, standing for what we tolerate, inviting people in who support us and allowing other people to play in their own sandbox if they see life a different way. Doesn't take a personal, we just, you know, and so our heart chakra, it's, um, our heart is the bridge of our intuition and our multidimensional self, which we'll get to and our physical self, right? So that heart work, that self-love, that self-confidence and gifting yourself the opportunity to live a life that's surrounded by people who do support you in believing that you're worthy of having brilliant ideas and you are on divine appointment to execute those ideas into physical manifestation. The next chakra is your throat. So guess what? You'll speak in that truth. And you're not only speaking that truth to other people, but you're speaking it to yourself. So really taking into account what your inner dialogue is, right? What narrative are you subscribing to? And how do you describe yourself to other people? How do you describe the world that you see? Because that's a reflection of what's going on within us, right? So first chakra, we're surrounded, we're supported, our creativity's going, our confidence is in luck, we got our boundaries set, our voices, you know, being heard. Our third eye, our sixth chakra is our intuition. So this is where we can see the next step to take. This is where we can see where we want to go. And this is where through all of this aligned confidence, we attract through synchronicities opportunities to either test us and say, yeah, no, that's not where I'm headed or bless us with, yep, thank you. And keep on moving on. And our uh, seventh chakra is, it's our crown. It's what cr uh, connects us to universal collective consciousness and ideas and, you know, our, our society really. And so 
imagine if we each did all of this inner work and shameless plug, I do have a totally free little playlist. Each video is less than 10 minutes per chakra on my YouTube channel. So you can go through each of these. Um, I'll, but, link that. I'll link that in the description below for everyone. Cool. Yeah. It's really, it, it, I, I think that it will definitely give you a lot to think about and just kind of notice where you are in alignment and where you're not. And, um, so imagine if we each did this inner work and we each focused on our personal gifts and then we came together with open hearts and open minds, share with me what you know, right? And I mean, imagine the world that we would live in and something that's coming through to just share real quick. Um, I have a niece who is very liberal, very BLM, very all of that. And we've gotten into some passionate conversations and I always just invite her to do more research, follow the money, do more research, know where your money's going, do more research. Like that's just always where I go. Right. And she doesn't always hear me because she's so passionate about her perspective and that's fine. I'm not going to try. No, of course not. Yeah. Right. So about five minutes after we had one of those conversations, she's vegan. And she goes off about the meat industry. And if people only knew what they were buying, I'm like, oh, wait, 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 are you inviting me to do more research? Is that what you're doing? Because I am going to accept this invitation. And when I know better, I'm going to do better. So I wonder if, see how passionate you are about the veganism and see how passionate I am about what's happening in the world. Like imagine if we could trust each other in our passions and have an open mind and an open heart and just receive what we each have to say, take what you want, leave the rest. Mm -hmm. But to judge and to cancel somebody for having a different perspective, you have no idea how they got to that perspective. Understand and then decide whether or not you agree. But you know what I'm saying? This kind of brings it full circle to that cancel culture. It's just like, just because somebody has found expansion in their life and they have taken steps to further their human experience, if that feels like a threat to you and the first thing you do is cancel them as a result, I seriously feel sorry for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, well, it's, it's cancel culture is, um, is a result of people feeling a pain coming up within them, not knowing how it's attached to them because we're always taught to look outside of us. And so since you said something that triggered the pain up, you must be the cause of it. So I need to remove you from my life so that I remove the pain. And it's, so that's, well that's all it really is. And, you know, gosh, you, you said something there that was um, really good. And I think it's so important for us to remember that, you know, you, you just talked about like going through the chakra system and how important, especially with the root. And I want to get back to the root because that's an important chakra to address. Um, but I, the importance of having support, okay. A support system and having a community around you that supports you when you're in your like, yeah, this is who I am. And I'm like loving life from this place. And like, I just want to, I just want to like spread my wings and, and, and soar from this frequency of like my new truth, or I should, and when I say new truth, it's almost about the remembered truth, you know, like the truth that was always hidden. Mm -hmm. 
but also to remember that doesn't mean you create an echo chamber of just the light and love around you. You need the people who are still going to challenge you. That's why family is family. They're blood, you know, and some people end up having to disown family for their own personal reasons and whatever reasons. And everyone's got their own journey. And like some, some instances are really traumatic, you know, like maybe you were sexually abused and everyone in your family is like supporting it. Like, I don't know, like there's, there's reasons like, you know, like everyone's got their reasons, but just remember that, you know, maybe your family members or maybe some of your friends just aren't on board and it's okay though to still have relationship with them because it's good. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps those triggers are still there allowing you to see like, what haven't I healed yet? Because when you come into, um, like we, we talked about this, it's, it's just bringing it all back to that whole idea of like, do you want to just be another bright light in a bright room? Your, your light is meant to shine light into other people's darknesses as well. Yes. That's the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we're, I just love that visual that you keep saying bright light in a bright room. Cause if we all saw life the same way, if we all had the same purpose, there would be no reason for it, you know? Um, and then we're just becoming just the opposite polarity of what, you know, say a family member who just doesn't want to hear anything you say, well then like now you've become the opposite of just like, well, I don't want to hear anything you say because it triggers me or like, you're not listening to me. And you know, there's, there's all of that kind of coming up for all of us to face. We're all facing it. doesn't matter what side of the fence you're coming from, you know, what direction the wind's blowing. It's all, it's all one big tornado coming through here for us right now. I was just going to say really quick, um, another um, polarity that I've been experiencing is the liberal spiritual whatever you want to call I hate labels but you know um they're very they stand against things they they're very anti you know anti-racism anti every it's like well what do you stand for because that's how you create is if you're standing against something then you must know what you're standing for right so how about standing for something so if we're going to be anti-racism shit i'm fucking anti-racism too so what are we going to stand for unity what is unity embracing diversity and who are the least tolerant to diverse perspectives right now those who are, you know what I'm saying? So like the hypocrisy is almost painful. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you not see that what you're standing against is actually what you're standing for in a different way? Yeah. Right. It's covert programmed racism. That's exactly what it is. And when I really first woke up in 2013, I had my first red pill and I watched an interview. um, It was a Carrie Cassidy project Camelot interview with super soldiers who were saying they are going to be working on an artificial race war. And I remember where I was sitting when I watched that interview. And I remember thinking, I think we're beyond that. I don't think people are really going to fall for that this day and age. Like, you know what I'm saying? And how naive was I? Because it has only escalated and it is so manufactured. Yeah, it's very manufactured. And it's manufactured. all to disempower us and separate us. Because the second we come together, the powers of the people... United we stand, divided we fall. I think part of the problem too is that when you realize what's going on, especially with your media, and I I stopped watching the news in my early 20s, you know, and um, doesn't mean I don't get my information from other news places, but like mainstream media, right? Uh, 
because it's manufacturing a lot of what we just talked about and this division of racism and thinking like, no, we're so beyond that. Like we're not that that's like, we're way more accepting than we've ever been. Um, but part of the problem is that when you remove yourself and this is this, this is the same thing. This is where we kind of have to learn. Like, you know, when you remove yourself from that, you almost forget the intensity and the power of that programming and you undermine it because you're not, you're not in it. You don't see it as much. Right. And so sometimes I find myself wanting to go and look on some of these mainstream and just say, what exactly are they using right now? What's their ammunition? Yeah, <laughs> you know, because I need mm-hmm. to know what I'm fighting up against, you know, like I That's need to know what's programming into people's minds so I can counter it. Because if I don't know, then I'm just like, I'm like a sitting duck myself, you know? So it's kind of like, you've got to still stay tuned in on some level. Of course, use your personal boundaries and responsibility of your own energetic field. Like, gosh, don't, don't sit in front of a CNN for (laughs) 24 hours, (laughs) but there is some element of that that's necessary. I think for all of us to remember that if, you know, like that's the whole reason why we came in as star seeds is we had to immerse ourselves into it to, in order to implode the matrix, which means you can't fully disconnect from it if you're still trying to implode it from within. Uh, But I want to get back to the root chakra. Let's talk about the root chakra specifically, because I think this is where everyone's at right now um, and dealing with a lot of um, root issues. Mm -hmm. One of them is the fact that as a collective, none of us really feel safe. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that's all root. Um, We don't feel supported. We don't feel safe. And um, what can you talk about to the level of not feeling safe? Like, how do you see it showing up collectively? And how do you see, where do you see the healing? So the first thing to do to disempower a person is to take away their safety and security, right? And so one of the first things that happened were all the small businesses closed and all, you know, like all finances became questionable, not all, but most, myself included, you know, Um, I'm talking about this year's pandemic. Um, And I feel that that was step one to start shaking all of our personal grounds so that we didn't really know where we were standing. And now it's just a play on all of our emotions, right? And so what I would invite every individual to do is if you are watching mainstream media like take a break for a day or two if not at least a week right because and just see how different you feel um because there's so much fear just being you know spewed everywhere and fear is the first thing to weaken our immune system fear is the first thing to make us question ourselves and who we are right and so meditation, whatever that looks like, it doesn't have to be sitting in silence. It can be walking in nature. It could be standing barefoot on the earth for five minutes in quiet. It can be taking a walk without your cell phone. Um, But unplug and reconnect with yourself and get really real. First, ask yourself what you're afraid of. It's okay. You're not going to attract it into your life. You're thinking negative thoughts, whatever. You have to be really honest with yourself right now on what your deepest fear is. Is it your financial security? Is it your emotional freedom? Is it your, you know, 
personal liberty? Like, what is it? And that is what holds um, the most support for you if you're willing to start to, um, you know, uncover it. So once you access what that is, then find other people who are experiencing the same thing. Nicole, you were one of these people for me. So I reached out to you because I'm like, oh my God, I feel like you might understand what I'm going through right now. And I didn't really know anybody who understood what I was going through. And when you did, and I, I knew you understood energetically, not just with your words, that was an immediate safety. So that was an immediate like piece of healing for my root. So then to, and then you invited me in our session, your number one thing for me was to be more vocal and start building my community more and start being more visible. Cause I was hiding. I, I was like, is it even worth it? Like to put myself out there, look what just happened. You know what I'm saying? And so through your invitation, I have been you know, I've gone to local um, events. I have another one that I'm volunteering for next weekend that people, people that I've never really surrounded myself with before. This is a whole new type of community. I am vulnerably putting myself into this community because the person that I have become through all of this is different than who I was. Therefore, my frequency is different. Therefore, I need to match a new frequency. And I can tell you the level of healing that has happened just through connecting with people who understand what I'm going through and have their own version of it. It's just an immediate healing. Think of like a newborn baby. If you don't touch and hold that baby while it's vulnerable, that baby could very well get sick and maybe even die. But if you hold that baby and you give it warmth and love and it knows it's safe, its nervous system just starts to heal, right? So every single person I'd imagine, it's safe to say, we've all experienced some kind of trauma this year. Like some level of something has happened in our life to shake our shit up, right? So you owe it to yourself to go into that pain and feel those feelings and put and open your heart enough to invite someone in who can relate and then open your heart a little bit more to invite more people in who can relate. And that might mean taking space from relationships that you find yourself hiding inside of, right? And that's painful too. But at the same time, what you're gaining through the support of of just being you and it's okay to be you, that is what will open up the rest of your chakras so that you can fully like experience this in the 3d. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you, what you're talking about too is important to, for people to understand that it's okay to retreat, to rest, to recover. It's like that four of swords in the tarot, you know, like time to go in, which means you may need to pull away from 
certain family or friends or like coworkers or whatever it is that are constantly like pouring lemon juice on an open wound, you know, like you, you need to heal. So if you have to retreat and like kind of go into a little bit of an echo chamber for a momentary time, that's okay because you need to strengthen, you need to heal, you need to get stronger and you need to know what your voice really is and you need to get comfortable with it. When you start to get comfortable, then you can start to integrate back into those relationships more and you're not as wounded. And it's just like- You have a sense of neutrality Mm -hmm. so you don't get triggered as easily because you're like, you just see them for who they are. And that's- And you are who you are. That's part of the root, you know? Like for me personally, like a lot of the stuff that I've gone through in the last year has all been root related. And um, just my whole root chakra has been frayed from not feeling safe and going through all the sexual trauma and, uh, you know, when I was younger and, and, and in healing that. And then also things that are happening in my personal life, you know, in the last year of just not, again, feeling safe. And um, this month in particular, uh, actually, I should say since the solar eclipse in June, or no, maybe even just no, the beginning of the eclipse season. Let's go all the way back to June. The beginning of the eclipse. The eclipse season is when I finally said no more. Like my inner child needs to feel safe. She needs to be held and mm-hmm. she needs to know what the sunshine feels like a lot longer than the darkness. And so mm-hmm. I've made choices right now to put myself in, in situations where I feel held, where I feel, you know, warmth. I feel good. I feel like I'm around people who've got my back and, um, allowing myself, allowing myself to have those things that I didn't allow myself to have prior because, well, part of it was I was going through some healing and I just needed to do that a little bit on my own, Mm -hmm. but that's important when the root is frayed it's really hard to like, you need that to ground all your energy. You need that to feel safe so that you can take risks in areas where you wouldn't normally take risks. And it's, you know, you can't expand if you're already like completely falling apart in the root. So you really can't. I mean, if you don't feel supported, you're questioning your creative ideas, which is your second chakra. You're questioning your confidence, which is mm-hmm. your third chakra. Your voice is shaking. Your boundaries are blurred, which is your fourth or yeah, or I'm sorry, that's your heart. Yeah. And then your fifth, that's your voice shaking. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you're not seeing clearly because you're seeing all the different, but what if scenarios, right? Everything just gets, um, everything gets out of alignment when you're not feeling safe and supported in that route. And I love how you, how you've um, brought into equivalence, the uh, heart and boundaries, because that gets um, misinterpreted a lot. And that's why so many of us, um, especially as empaths have poor boundaries because we think in order to love, we need to just let everyone in. And uh, that's not the case. Self-love is all about knowing your boundaries, knowing where you draw the line and where you don't. And it's really important that if you don't have proper boundaries, you can't operate your vehicle. You can't operate your energy body in a very concise way. So it's important that, and I, and I really like that you brought that in because to me, self-love is having proper and healthy boundaries. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And standing for what you tolerate, you know, mm-hmm. is this the life that you want to create? Um, you know, going back to what your dad always said, you have the ability to create whatever you want to create. And that's, uh, if we're going to go, you know, 
parties. That's more of a Republican conservative type of mentality. I do believe that they're like two wings of the same bird, but you know what I'm saying? It's like that mentality of build it with your own two hands. This is the land of opportunity or really victimizing on, you know, but I have this limitation and I have this judgment and I have the, and it's like, what are you going to choose to identify with your potential or what's holding you back? Because it, it, we all have things that are holding us back. And if we choose to learn from those things and see them as our greatest teachers and the fuel for our fire, you know, it's going to take us really, really far. And that inner child work is just so important. Um, when you and I had our session, what, a couple weeks ago, um, you were seeing my inner child, like, riding a dragon, you know? And I, I've been working with her a lot since that session. And just noticing um, where my current self had yet to reassure her that I had her back because part of her root chakra, like being afraid was that she didn't have any support. Like me, I, you know, my childhood was very colorful. Um, and I didn't feel supported by really anyone, family, nobody. So to carry that forward all these decades, well, guess who's left at the end? It's me. So I better have my own back and reassure every cell within my being that I am here to stay. I am not abandoning myself and whatever it takes to just like, feel all the feelings, experience all the human emotions. I'm not going to spiritually bypass because it's uncomfortable or I'm going to have a positive affirmation to go to instead. I've done that and it doesn't work. <laughs> like, you know, your shit's still going to come up. So 2020 is the year for us to all look at our stuff and see what's holding us back. And we're writing history right now. So what side of history do you want to be on? What legacy do you want to leave? And um, it all starts with how supported you feel and how much you shine, right? In the darkness. Absolutely. I love that. Well said. Well, I, I'm so happy that we had this conversation. I'm so glad that you came on, on the podcast because really you've had... You. Great stuff to say. It was such a pleasure to like listen to you just speak. You speak with such strength and conviction, which I love. Uh, if anyone would like to get in contact with you, how can they do it? And are there any services that you offer that people may be interested in? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to inspiringsovereignty.com, you'll see all of my different links, my link tree, um, my website's under construction. So I just have like my YouTube channel, my Instagram, everything linked and my calendar. So my calendar, you can book a one-on-one -on -one with me. We can do an astrology session and kind of see your life purpose and how the current transits are supporting that and what lessons are up for you. That's probably my most popular service right now. Um, or if you go through that little free mini course, course. It's less than 90 minutes from start to finish. And I really invite you to go there. Um, whatever comes up for you during that, if you want one-on-one -on -one to just really work through it, I would love to support you in that way too. Because when we can break free from whatever we're kind of working on inside that we think we can figure out on our own, when we have that support to just help us like bust through it, we just go so much faster. Mm -hmm. So if I can support you in that way, I would be very honored. 
So oh, that's we'll wonderful. Below. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to leave all the links for that below. And just on that note, I want to say that to anyone in the audience, um, the biggest red flag for you whenever you're working with someone like a coach or a mentor or anything, if they don't have their own coach or mentor, big red flag. If they're not working with anyone else, like don't even bother because they're not growing and they're not willing to look at their shit from a perspective that is able to get into places that you can't when you're, when you're swimming in it, you know, yeah. like I've got my person that I work with and, um, I just, I can't imagine being, going through it on my own, you know, like there's no way, like mm -hmm. I, I need that. Blind spots. Yeah. We just don't you, see. We all have blind spots. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's just a note to, to anyone in the audience there. So if, um, that should be like one of your questions, you know, like when you're interviewing, like, do, who do I want to work with? Who do I want to help guide me? Like that should probably be one of your first ones. Like, Oh, so, so who, who do you work with? Yeah. Yeah. Like, who do you work with? Yeah. <laughs> Another red flag. If we're going to talk about that just real quick is, um, when somebody tries to force their beliefs on you. Oh yeah. Always work with somebody who brings out your truth and helps you, you know, decide why that's your truth. And, you know, like if somebody I've worked with coaches who, if I have a perspective and they don't agree, they'll like try to get me to see it their way. And just know that, um, that doesn't always support your highest good because mm -hmm. you have a unique perspective that we all would love to learn about. So, <laughs> and that perspective could be very important to you understanding and healing things in this very moment. You know, it could be part of why you, you may need to hold it right now in order to get to certain places within your own like psyche, subconscious, um, inner wounding, all of that. So uh, thanks Kayla for coming on and um, thank you to the audience for being here again. I love you guys so much. Thanks for joining me and thank you to all of you guys who are in the live chat tonight. I love you all. Links are in the description below and we'll be back with you next time. Thanks for listening and being such a supportive audience. All video episodes can now be found on my personal YouTube channel, Nicole Frolic. If you would like to further support the show, you can visit my merchandise shop or send any donations to the PayPal link in the description below. Remember, a mind is like a parachute. Unless it's open, it's useless. So keep joining me each week as I continue to expand the mind and explore life beyond this reality.